that civil wars and interconflicts are much more damaging than wars between states. The involved parties in civil wars can hardly be controlled, can hardly be subjugated to the international conventions relating to, among others, the protection of cultural heritage and archaeological sites. Moreover, it has been also noticed that clashes and combats in civil wars are mostly much more severe, harsh, and damaging. Side effects or uh, collateral effects of war and civil wars generate indirect causes to, of damage. The foremost side effect would be poverty and weakening the government authority, consequently the absence of law authority. And the emergence of powerful and influential warlords. Under such circumstances, uh, such as the, uh, those prevailed in Afghanistan and Iraqi Kurdistan during the civil uh, wars, the archaeological sites suffered from formidable damage. Clandestine digging, sometimes even by individuals or people coming from other countries, looting, bulldozing, the use of the soil of the tells to, for roofing being waterproof compared to normal soil. Uh, this is uh, an image from Ay Khanum in uh, northern Afghanistan, and this is Sarau in Shahrazur, you see, and this is Bakrawa, 2006. And this is the use of the soil of one of the tells in rebuilding and roofing new houses. Also, uh, plowing, watering, using as military posts and places to shoot at and from, including digging water uh, trenches, opening roads for troops, planting mines, and much more. Another indirect effect of war, especially in Iraq, was a serious air pollution resulted by the Gulf War in 1991. Setting fire to the oil fields of Kuwait by Saddam's regime delivered huge amounts of smoke and carbon dioxide that reached places as far as Erbil, which effects were clearly visible in the former Citadel's Gate after the first nine, uh, rainy season following the war. And this image, for your notice, has been taken some 15 years after the war. And you can see still, still see uh, the dark places or black uh, spots uh, resulted from rain, from actually smoky rain. The financial crisis that follow wars and political uh, strives is in unstable countries such as those of the Middle East, Eastern countries lead to cutting off the budgets of the antiquities, authorities, and services. This results not only in the stagnation of archaeological investigations, surveys, documentation of the cultural and archaeological objects and the sites, but also in postponing of restorations, preservations, and maintenance of cultural objects. The conditions in Iraq, particularly in Kurdistan region, present the most recent and most clear example. Ironically, when the, when the economy recovers, large projects start, and this in turn destroy archaeological sites and cultural heritage. Now turning to what is not so often 
pointed to. One would refer to ideological reasons. Neglecting the act of uh, the arc of Tesophon, for instance, under the former regime, and leaving it without adequate restoration and preservation was for political reasons stemming from the ideology of the Ba'ath regime, it was always considered a symbol of foreign rule, as they, so to speak, in Iraq, being the, play, the, being the palace of the Sasanian Persians, with whom ancestors Iraq was struggling. The bitter Iraq-Iran war was in an interlude of which. So, by the way, this has a longest history, the Abbasid Caliph al-Mansur has tried to demolish the palace and the ark by pouring vinegar on the ark and setting fire to which some 12 centuries ago, as historians relate. A step further was demolishing the historical graveyards of Kirkuk slightly before the overthrow of the regime in 2003. This aimed at raising any evidence of the prolonged existence of a specific ethnicity in the city, and by doing so, undermine the claims of historical rights of this ethnicity. Contrary to this, the regime was hiding the existence, for instance, of pre-Islamic scripts at the foot of the outer walls of Al-Uqaidir fort to present the fort as the work of the Umayyads. A couple of years ago, the Turkish authorities damaged the historical tomb of the first Ottoman ruler in northern Syria and moved the remnants of the skeleton to Turkey under the pretense of returning the Ottoman belongings to, what, to where it belongs. In the same way, during the 2003 war, the historical archives of Basra governorate were taken to Kuwait. Of equal damaging effect is the Damage resulting from religious and sectarian conflicts. There are many cases of destruction of historical buildings of religious nature of uh, one sect or religion by the opposite party. The damage can be brought not only by devastation but also by, neglect by negligence for the same reasons. The most dangerous of these could be the belief of some extremist sects who think it is their holy duty to destroy anything old before the emergence of their own religion. The, the ideologies of the ISIS and its former version, Al-Qaeda, considers tombs, including visiting them, restoring, preserving, building mausoleums, and the like, a devilish act. And the antiquities in general inspire paganism. So it is a service to the God to destroy what has been left by those infidels. As they say, the majority of the tombs of historical key figures in Saudi Arabia, for instance, were raised this way. Only a handful of them could be saved thanks to the efforts of the ruling family as told by the late King Fahad himself in a personal communication. I can give you the quote if someone is interested. The destruction of the Buddha statues in Bamiyan by the Taliban belongs to this same category. Weak consciousness in the local communities has destructive effect on the cultural heritage. Should the government succeed in the promotion of their awareness by paying more attention to the importance of heritage and antiquities and make educate people to be 
protectors of, watch, uh, uh, of which is sent of destroyers, the majority of cultural heritage can be saved, be it in time of war or peace, regardless the beliefs and ideologies. In Iraq, we could have saved museums during the circumstances of the early 90s, as did a few groups of youth in Egypt, here I am repeating myself, sorry, who successfully and wonderfully could save the Egyptian museum in Cairo. Governments can see and feel pending or potential threats on the cultural heritage and take necessary measurements to prevent them from being happening. For instance, it could see the spread of the ISIS ideology in the regions of Nineveh prior to the uh, invasion. This expected under such circumstances that a large number of locals would involve in the destruction, not protection of the cultural heritage of their own region, not, uh, sorry, destruction of the uh, cultural heritage of their own region. The local governments must stop thinking of cultural heritage as a luxury issue. Lastly, I would like to call attention to another issue of equal importance that is, uh, yeah, here, for instance, here we have this, this important relief. It's totally written by, 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 by paint, uh, by others, and don't uh, look at my smile, which is for the camera, but I felt really <laughs> sad for that. So I would like to call attention to other kind of uh, cultural heritage, which is non-material heritage, which is of equal importance, I see. And this also needs uh, good documentation and uh, recording and preserving it, because these bear a lot of information being folkloristic, being uh, uh, oral history, being anything else, and, and crafts and skills by people who are uh, now, by now, old people, uh, and we need actually to uh, document them before they pass on, pass away. Thank you for your attention.